the just, those who through faith in Jesus Christ have been justified, they shall live. And it is Jesus who gives us this life because he is life and he lives forevermore. We live by faith. We discover then that faith is the life breath of every believer. And as believers, we should unashamedly proclaim our faith in Jesus Christ to others. Welcome to The Cleansing Word. We invite you to stay with us as Pastor John Pinnell of Calvary Chapel Lake Villa takes us through a verse-by-verse study from God's Word. Each Monday through Friday, we'll be airing messages to encourage you in your faith that you might grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I hope that you enjoy this broadcast and I'll return at the close of this teaching to give you more information about our church and how you can obtain a copy of this message. Now here's Pastor John with today's message from God's Word. All right, last Sunday we finished the book of Romans, so I'm going to be doing a, a type of review in the book of Romans title today's message the Romans road to salvation and this title really nothing new I have for many years known of what has been deemed the Romans road and uh, have evidence of that actually from a Bible that my parents gave me when I was 10 years old for Christmas according to the label here December 25th 1970 you can figure out my age from there I was 10 years old at that time, but inside, and this is uh, inside, it's somewhat uh, interesting for me to reflect upon. At some point after 10 years old, I got into writing a bit of stuff inside the cover of my Bible. And these things are all in regards to uh, helping people in their walk and relationship with God. On the what you see, the right-hand side, there's a little, uh, I think it was, something that you would wet down and paste in that it says soul winning bible references and it has various scriptures written in there and then i added to the scriptures and below there i added more scriptures and within this about every single verse that i'm going to cover today in the romans road has been written in the cover of this bible that i was given by my parents, probably when I was a, I'm assuming I did that when I was a teenager at some point. But there's another thing that we're doing also. Throughout 2019, I have had us doing memory verses from the Book of Romans. Every month we've had a new verse from the Book of Romans, and I have purposely had you guys reviewing the scriptures that are found in the Romans Road to Salvation. Now, if you memorize them or not, that's not on me, that's on you. But 
I have given you the tools. If you would just take the verses that are contained in this passage, our memory verses that we've had over the course of this year, and put those to heart, then you have tools given to you to help lead someone to Christ. And you never know in life when you'll come into a situation where you just might need to open that toolbox. You just might need to be able to bring a verse of Scripture or several verses of Scripture to someone and to say to them something like, well, you know, the Bible says, and then pull out one of your tools that the Lord has given you. Well, here Paul's epistle to the Romans. It's been called one of the most important letters that has ever been written. And it's believed to have been composed by Paul in Corinth, somewhere between AD 56 through 58. It was at the end of Paul's third missionary journey, and he reveals his desire to come to the believers in Rome, to visit them. He had not yet been to Rome, at least as a believer of Jesus Christ. And he wanted to visit the believers there, and so he composed this letter to kind of send an introduction to them. And his desire not only to visit them, but that he might impart some spiritual truths to them, that they might help to refresh him and also to support him as he desired to bring the gospel of Jesus Christ to people who were in Spain. And we have learned that the epistle of Romans can be divided into two main sections. We learned this throughout the course of this year as we've been studying this great epistle. The first section on church doctrine can be found in verses 1 through 11, and it largely deals with the position that we have in Christ Jesus. It's known as positional sanctification. Chapters 12 through 16 largely deals with practical living in life as believers, and this is known as practical sanctification. Well, contained within the church doctrine section of the book of Romans, in chapters 1 through 11, there are these select verses that have been used by countless Christians when sharing their faith with others. These verses have become so popular that they had gained the title, The Romans Road. And so today, I would like to look at these verses that make up this road in a message that I titled, The Romans Road to Salvation, the points of this message. Be not ashamed, Romans 1, 16 and 17. All of sin, Romans 3.23, the wages of sin and the gift of God, Romans 6.23, the demonstration of God, Romans 5.8, our declaration unto salvation, Romans 10, verses 9 and 10, and the promise of God, verse 13. I'm going to go ahead and read our first point, Romans 1.16 and 17, and open us in prayer. We read from Romans Chapter 1, verse 16. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And Father, I pray that you would open our hearts to receive what is now familiar territory for us here at Calvary Chapel of Lake Villa as we've studied through the book of Romans. Now we're 
going back to review some of these key verses. I pray, Lord, that you would just instill their importance upon our hearts and help us, Lord, to learn from you this day what your spirit would have for this church. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. So I titled this point, Mile Marker Number One, Be Not Ashamed. And technically, this is not part of the Romans Road. But I had to throw it in there at the beginning of our journey together today because I think it is so important as believers in Jesus Christ that we need to be without shame in regards to our faith in Jesus Christ. And so, although not normally part of the Romans Road, I begin by showing the importance of the gospel message that we are to share with others. We are not to be ashamed. And as believers, we are to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to others. Jesus gave this in a commission in, in Mark 16, 15. He said to his church, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And what is this gospel that we are to preach the gospel speaks about the forgiveness of sin and eternal life that comes by way of faith through Jesus's work on the cross, his death, burial and his resurrection. Paul put all this together beautifully in 1 Corinthians 15, verse one, and also in verses three and four, where he wrote, moreover, brethren, I declare to you the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received and in which you stand. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the scripture, that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures. It is my desire that we would be like Paul in the sense of being unashamed, willing to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with others. And one of the reasons we should be unashamed about sharing the gospel because we realize that it is the power of God. This Greek word for power is dudamis, and we actually get our English word dynamite from this word. And it speaks about power, might, or strength. It speaks about a power in action. And Paul knew that the gospel is God's power to salvation. It's available to everyone who believes in Jesus. By saying for the Jew first, Paul acknowledges that salvation is of the Jews because Jesus Christ came in fulfillment of the messianic prophecies of the Old Testament toward the Jewish people. But also his words and also for the Greek acknowledges that the gospel is not only for the Jews, but for anyone, for everyone who would call upon the name of Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 1.18 tells us, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. He goes on to say, from faith to faith. Paul saying from faith to faith may speak about God's faithfulness to offer salvation through faith in his son, but also it could refer to from our part, our perspective, that it takes faith from start to finish. In Romans 3.26, the word tells us to demonstrate at this present time his righteousness, that he might be the just and the justifier of the one who has faith 
in Jesus Christ. It takes faith to become a believer in Jesus Christ, but also we continue day by day to walk in faith. And then he says, the just shall live by faith. God's righteousness being applied through faith, then we are justified by faith in Jesus Christ. The just shall live by faith. Well, I did a little word search on the word faith in the Bible, and I discovered, I'm looking at the New King James translation of the Bible, that the word faith appears 245 times in the New King James. 243 of these are all found in the New Testament. That leaves only two mentions of faith in the New King James Bible that we find in the Old Testament. I found this interesting because the first mention is found in Deuteronomy 32.20, and it speaks about a coming judgment upon those who are without faith. In Deuteronomy 32.20, God said, I will hide my face from them. I will see what their end will be, for they are a perverse generation, children in whom there is no faith. The second use is found in Habakkuk 2, verse 4, where God, he contrasts here the proud versus the just, saying, behold, the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by faith. Now this phrase, the just shall live by faith, has found itself being repeated three times in the New Testament. We read it here in Romans 1.17. We also find it in Galatians 3.11 and Hebrews 10.38. The just, those who through faith in Jesus Christ have been justified, they shall live. And it is Jesus who gives us this life because he is life and he lives forevermore. We live by faith. We discover then that faith is the life breath of every believer. And as believers, we should unashamedly proclaim our faith in Jesus Christ to others. This is such an important point in our day and age that we live in because we discovered just a week or two ago, a Gallup poll came out and said that Christianity is continuing to be in decline here in the United States. And doing a 10-year survey from 10 years ago to now, 10 years later, they have discovered that and whether the people who are saying that they are Christian or not are actually Christians or not, we can't judge that. But 10 years ago, 75% of our nation claimed to be Christian. Now, 65% of the nation claim to be Christian. We are in decline, and we are seeing it in our churches across the United States. And one might think, because we're in decline, that we should for some reason, want to be quiet about our Christianity, our faith. But I'm thinking that because we're in decline, we need to be even louder than ever before. As believers, we should not be ashamed of our faith in Jesus Christ. We shouldn't be ashamed to share it with others. And one way that we can do this, well, coming to mile marker number two, all have sinned, Romans 3.23. I'm going to pick up verses 21 through 23 here, but the technically the Romans road to salvation, the verse is Romans 3.23. But backing up to verse 21, 
But now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed, being witnessed by the law through the prophets, even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe, for there is no difference for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We need to realize that faith has always been the way to God, whether before the law of Moses was given or not, whether having the law or not, faith has always been the way to God. In Romans 4, verses 2 and 3, we have learned that Abraham was justified, it says, if Abraham was justified by works, he has something to boast about, but not before God. For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. The promise that God gave to Abraham in Genesis 15 verses 5 and 6, that which Paul was quoting from in Romans 4 verses 2 and 3. The promise that God gave to Abraham there in Genesis Abraham received this by faith. It was 430 years before the law would be given, according to Galatians 3, verse 17. Therefore, those who walked in a relationship with God, they did so by faith long before the law of Moses was ever given on that holy mountain. And today, God's plan of salvation, it comes by way of faith through Jesus Christ. In Galatians 2, verse 16, it says, Knowing that a man is not justified by works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Christ Jesus, that we might be justified by faith in Christ, not by the works of the law, for by the works of the law no flesh shall be justified. As citizens of the United States, we may or may not attempt to live by the law of Moses. And yet, even if we strive to live according to the law, it does not bring about our justification before God. We are not justified by the keeping of the works of the law. We are not justified by the good works that we might do. We are not justified by a church membership that our name might be on. We are not justified because we have been baptized in water. And don't get me wrong. I believe that doing good works, uh, being a member of the church, being baptized, these are all good things, but they cannot bring about a saving relationship in Jesus Christ. It is only through faith that we are justified and are saved. Jesus' coming was witnessed, the word tells us, by the law and the prophets. Jesus' coming it was witnessed, it was testified, prophesied by the law in Deuteronomy 18, verses 15 and 18. The word tells us, and the Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your midst, from your brethren, him you shall hear. I will raise up from them a prophet like you from among your brethren, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I command him. Jesus is coming. It was testified. It was witnessed, prophesied from the law, but also by the prophets. In Isaiah 1, 14, the prophet Isaiah wrote, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. 
The word tells us there is no difference whether Jew or Gentile. Verse 23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And thankfully, the way of salvation has been made available through the work of Jesus Christ upon the cross, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Nevertheless, the righteousness of God comes by faith through Jesus Christ. It only comes to all and upon all who believe in him. Faith in Jesus is the way to God. It's always been so. As believers in the Old Testament, by faith, look forward to the coming of the Messiah, just as we, by faith, look back to the work of Jesus upon the cross, his death, burial, resurrection, his ascension into heaven, to the right hand of the Father. Because of sin, everyone has fallen short of the glory of God. Mile marker number three, the wages of sin and the gift of God, Romans 6.23. Now, if you wanted to take some time to go online today and look up the Romans Road to Salvation, make sure you're connecting it to the Bible. You might end up somewhere in Rome uh, looking and reading about some landmarks that are currently there or from the past. But if you want to look it up, usually what I have is mile marker number three Usually this is divided into two points, and it is two separate points. I put them together because it's all contained in one verse. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Here in Romans chapter 6, we find that the Apostle Paul summarized the subject in vivid contrast of our salvation. We find in chapter 6 that there are two masters in this world, either sin or God. There are two methods. It's the wages that equals death or the free gift that comes from God and two results of this, death or eternal life. When I went into chapter 6, when we taught this earlier this year, I went on to see a number of great contrasts between unbelievers and believers. And I, I list them out like this. Unbelievers versus believers. And I'll read it point by point, going from the unbelievers to the believers. Unbelievers, they are slaves of sin. Believers, they are slaves of God. Unbelievers, they obey the lust of sin. Believers are freed from sin. Unbelievers, they become instruments of unrighteousness while believers become instruments of righteousness. Unbelievers, it's sin leading to death. And believers, it is righteousness leading to more righteousness. Unbelievers, we find uncleanness. and believers, we find cleanness. Unbelievers, there is lawlessness. Believers are law-abiding. Unbelievers are shame. And believers have fruit to holiness. Unbelievers have death. And believers have everlasting life. The wages of sin is death. Romans 5.12 tells us. Therefore, just as through one man sin entered into the world and death through sin and thus death spread to all men because all sinned. When Adam and Eve sinned against God, they, along with all of creation, were subjected to futility and the bondage of corruption, according to Genesis 3, 
13. By eating the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, their sin set the stage for today's present sufferings. The Bible tells us that sin produced death in Genesis 2.17. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. Sin produced death, past tense. But also the Bible tells us that sin produces death, present tense. In James 1, verses 14 and 15, But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire it has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Sin produced death in times past. Sin produces death currently in this present age. In this life, there are only two paths, wages unto death or the gift of God unto salvation. Calvary Chapel is a fellowship of believers in the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Our greatest desire is to know Christ and to be conformed into His image by the power of His Holy Spirit. If you would like more information about Calvary Chapel, or if you would like a copy of today's message, please contact us at 847-265-0646. That's 847-265-0646. Thank you so much for joining us today, and may the Lord richly bless you as you worship Him today.